the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot of waking going on. A lot of waking up for 2024. Woo! Yes, 2024. It uh, looks like uh, right out of the gate, lots of things are happening. Uh, just really excited for this year and, and starting off. This is our what our second one. Last week we did uh, the longest uh, show we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I think it was like an hour and forty minutes. We went through the entire year. That was awesome. Uh, just all the shows, all the topics that we covered. It was really a, a good memory lane as well. It just showed how much advance we were making as a uh, as a people to the truth. Yeah, and we uh, we talked about our original goals too. When we established Wake the Bear Radio, we really wanted to um, help activate people both locally and any place that our voice would go forward. So a lot of what we're doing, I think, in in moving forward in 2024 is really making sure that we are bringing hope, we are activating people, we are uh, helping them understand concepts they may not have understood without our voice. And we really are a, um, a local voice that goes far out on the radio, uh, out on the airways. And so uh, we want to make sure that issues are clear and that uh, we empower people to, to say not, oh, no, but, oh, I think I can do something about that. Yeah, I think about, you know, when we go back to when we first started, one of the major things we wanted to do is help bring people discernment to to tell um, whether the sources of information that they're receiving are from from God, from man, from e- from evil, uh, from, you know, is it true? You know, and that the reality is we don't need to be fearful about the truth. The truth sets people free. And we know we believe that to be true. And so we start, you know, I remember one of the names we came up with was question the narrative. We stand your ground, clear the air, return to reality, total recall. These are some of the names we came up with. But it really yeah. just seemed like, you know, we wanted to be local. There's a lot of global shows out there that really seek to have lots of followers. And of course, we want lots of followers, but we really want to be a local voice so that people that you know in your own backyard, people that you relate to who are just doing the, the day-to-day work of going through, looking at the headlines, reading below the headlines, comparing and contrasting what the mainstream media is saying and what other um, quality you know, journalists and citizen journalists are saying and 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 find the truth. And it really does take that much time. And, and unfortunately, it's almost like you need a PhD in journalism today to even just understand what's going on. Um, so, you know, we, you know, Ron and Chris and I, we really feel dedicated to bringing you um, kind of a, a, a citizen journalist approach um, to the tr- to the truth from a Christian perspective, really making it saying, hey, what what would Jesus how would Jesus have us think? How would Jesus have us act on these things? And, uh, and, and getting past the lies, because there's a lot of deception out there. So that's, you know, that's, that's what Wake the Bear is about, is waking up people locally, um, questioning the narrative and bringing you truth from, from God's perspective, what we believe is God's perspective, and to the best of our ability. And, and we have the Holy Spirit, and those who are Christians do out there listening to us do as well. So hopefully we are, our spirit and your spirit are connecting, and we are illuminating topics for you and empowering you to think deeply. That's really, really good, Brandon. And I think that uh, when we do hear something, we need to be able to respond. Uh, And at no point are we to retreat 
or are we to go into despair or agitation or uh, anything like that? So when when you do hear something that is a little bit frightening, just think about, okay, how can I respond? Um, and so we, we want to encourage people, yes, pray and ask the Lord, what do you think about this? But also at the local level, you can run for office. You can write to your, your um, government officials and let them know, hey, we don't like this thing. We don't like these open borders. Mm. We think that this is a really bad idea. You can write to the newspapers, letters to the editor. You can make social media posts. You can begin to speak about these subjects with your friends and your family and your neighbors over the backs fence. And uh, you need to keep things in the conversation. What you don't want to do is stay silent, yep. sit on the couch and fret. So uh, that that is not the right answer. And the only way that um, evil is going to win this is if we step out of the game. And so we know that uh, right now there's a lot of momentum because the media has the the big news. I mean, they get to do the headlines, but a lot of their headlines are not real. And they, you know, remember the movie Wag, Wag the Dog? Yep. They are making up a narrative they want us to, to get a hold of. So remember, we don't tolerate harmful things to our family, to our health, to our biblical values, to life, to law, to order, or to our freedom. So do not tolerate things that are are bad for us yeah i think one of the things too is we're trying to help other people get a voice by using our voice and you know staying silent i've said this before i i don't i, I look at my you know my grandkids someday will come to me and they'll be able to honestly say my grandfather did not stay silent when there was an attempt by the communists to take over our country and you know it's really easy to read stories about world war ii and people that fought against the the third right and, and all of the the horrible things that happened during the Bolshevik revolution. We, we read stories about these heroes, but, but people don't realize we're going through an actual war right now. Like they're literally, there's not bombs falling out of the sky, but we are in a very intense psychological uh, warfare going on. It's spiritual warfare. It's psychological. It's fifth generation. And it, you know, if bombs are falling out of the sky, we would know exactly what, what, you know, what who's on what side and what's going on but we are uh, slowly there there's an erosion of our our freedoms being taken away from people that are in cahoots in our own government in cahoots being bought off and paid for um by foreign in, in, in interests and we wanted to expose those things the bible tells us to expose those things and the and the two biggest the two biggest enemies i think that we have um or the two biggest tools that satan uses against the church today is fear and apathy and if he, if he can get us to be so scared that we don't fight back and we don't speak up, or if he can just get us to be apathetic and sit on the couch and watch our movies and, and watch our circuses and have enough bread, you know, Marcus Aurelius said, you know, you know, give them bread and circuses and the people will never revolt. Um, some of the stuff is designed to keep us apathetic and you know, go back to the way things were. You know what? You don't maintain liberty in this nation by sitting on the couch. You've got to get active. So many of our friends are taking biblical citizenship classes. Many of our friends um, are running for office, trying to you know, reform the Republican Party back to its conservative roots. Um, I know myself and you, Chris, are both running again and, uh, you know, for the the central committee. 
and you're doing the 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 are are doing the fireboard as well. You're doing mm-hmm. that as well. That's so, right. so we're doing. We're not just you know. I think one of the big things that you've said and multiple times we take kind of from General Flynn is we need to think globally, like what we want to see change, but we have to act locally. And the best thing we can do is be a part of our school boards, be a part of knowing our our, our elected officials, be getting on the board ourselves. you know, bringing salt and light to these institutions at the base level, the, at the smallest level. That's how we change America. And that's how we reclaim it. So that's so good. No, that's good. Good. It's- yeah, Ron, you came up with uh, our title tonight. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and and get us started on on our oh, title? Dis- distractions from the naughty list. Um, <laughs> it's it's the the distractions aren't coming from the naughty list, uh, but they are distractions that are happening, keeping us to focus uh, from focusing on the naughty list. The naughty list here, you know, it sounds a little bit like Christmas, uh, naughty and nice, and checking it twice, but. This is a list that has been checked twice, and this is the Epstein list. Um, and what's interesting is, is you know, we we know about this list what, over two years ago. Uh, you know, in 2020, in July, uh, they had a Q post uh, for what was it? Anyways, I think it was four five five seven or something like that. Four five seven seven. Anyway, it gave the list that they had at that time, um, and it was very interesting. Uh, and that's what we're going to be covering tonight is so this list came public through the courts. Um, it was uh, there was a judge that demanded to have this thing made public and unsealed. And now it is is coming out slowly. It's trickling out. And it made a lot of news last week. Um, so we had a specific person uh, that was called Doe 36. And then we'll talk about him. Um, I don't know. We could jump right in if you want or give more background. Yeah, no, I, I would say let's go right into it. I mean, people are talking about this list right now. Um, we've we've had a lot of people that um, that we already kind of knew, like you said, knew that we're on this list. Um, and and then there's people that we didn't know. I mean, I think he was even Hawking was um, uh, on the list. You know, there's new videos that come out. And this is a testimony. This is court testimonies, documents and papers and videos and all of this evidence that's been hidden, it was given to the FBI more than three years ago. And the FBI has either just sat on it, or, but it's just finally coming out now. And it's interesting, you know, and I'm going to point this out because I think this is, you know, part of the title, Distractions from the Naughty List. There was also the same day that this information came out, there was a massive uh, a response by police in Miami to a, 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 a mall fight with sticks. Juveniles with sticks were fighting. And they brought in like over a hundred cops to respond to a few, you know, kids fighting. And there was all kinds of like stuff on the online, people talking about maybe there was an alien creatures, people were shooting at eight to nine foot creatures, all kinds of like fantastical things. And I just thought to myself, you know what this is? This is most likely an attempt to get the the truthers on a different subject than the Epstein. The, the Jeffrey Epstein list being exposed. And I think that's one of the things that we need to be really careful is we need to, yeah, we need to like monitor what else is going on, monitor all the things going on, but we need to re- recognize what is this story distracting us from? And so I, you know, I just wanted to point out, I was going to share this screen real quick on, um, it has all this video. And then there's like this, you know, amorphous thing at the bottom. It's people are trying to say that's a creature. Or it looks like three people walking with shadows. And, and there's just kind of, and, and granted, 
I, I wouldn't put anything past the cabal to try to distract us. But I do think that there's this massive disinformation campaign to get our eyes off of other things like January 6th coming out and then, of course, Epstein list. So let's let's jump further into the list, the Epstein list. Well, let's let's even take a further step back. Let's uh, in case there's someone in the audience that doesn't know what uh, Jeffrey Epstein and what that list is and what he is. Uh, why don't we just kind of briefly go over? It. So Jeffrey Epstein uh, was a person that had ties to the rich and the famous and the elites. Yet no one knows exactly what his credentials were for uh, for becoming that. Uh, you know, at one point he was a teacher. And next thing you know, he's he's managing multiple millions of dollars with all these elites' money, and and all of a sudden he's having all these celebrities and all these politicians around the world coming to his places, and the guy is just dripping with money. And so he has this island, Little St. James Island in the Caribbean, and it was the Epstein Island. Uh, it's the one he bought, owned the whole island. Uh, it's it's a small island, but it's perfect for a you know a single huge home. Um, with a nice port and all that stuff. And so he would have all these people visit his island. And he had other properties as well uh, with some nefarious stuff. But this island, apparently, as you could see in the picture below, there's a lot of CDs and or actually DVDs um, where there was a lot of recordings being done. And when we first heard this, when it first even came out, it was on the cue boards. Now, for those of you who do not follow Q or think it's uh, just weird, just remember there's been like almost 3,000 articles against Q and they keep on doing it. So that may be some of the influence why you think it might be a bunch of wackos or something because there's a lot of stuff. This is stuff that came out on the Q boards way before anybody else. And it had lots of pictures. And the interesting thing about the pictures on the Q boards is most of these pictures are pictures that cannot be found anywhere on the internet. They were original pictures. You could do searches, a Google search on, on images and stuff. And a lot of these were original images. And uh, you, you, know, you had a lot of celebrities. And John Doe, number 36, was uh, revealed this week, which is no surprise to anyone who's gone to the cue boards and stuff, which it was Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton has been uh, friends with Jeffrey Epstein since 1993 and he has been to the white house more than 17 times um <laughs> and so it's very interesting um you know and th these are these are things that came out in the court cases yeah and so when you enter into his uh one of his homes uh jeffrey epstein's home you have that picture why don't you scroll back up to that picture of uh yeah of Bill Clinton in a dress. Now that's not a photograph, but it is a, it's a pretty good um, painting. It almost looks like a photograph of, of him in a blue dress. That blue dress is probably a Monica Lewinsky's dress. Um, but the fact that somebody so predominant like Jeffrey Epstein would have that picture at the entrance of a home for all the others to see is kind of a very big, bold mm -hmm. statement that I own you, I own you. And, uh, you know, look who I own because that, you know, that that would be normally disrespectful. But the people he invited, they all knew Bill Clinton as well. And so um, very interesting. He also had a picture of uh, George Bush, George W. Bush with um, a bunch of blocks like towers that fell over and he had paper airplanes, you know, something to do with 9-11. Very interesting. But, um, oh, yeah, there you go. Right on the fly. Mm hmm.
Yeah, I hadn't seen that one in a while. So it's it's very interesting. What are the statements coming out of those photos? But nevertheless, the whole story about the Epstein Island was it's it's kind of a honeypot. If you want to control the world's leaders, you lure them by their weaknesses. Sex is a is a big weakness uh, for for many men, and um, so he would fill this place with underage girls. Uh, there's it came out in the court uh, cases, uh, the documents this last week that, you know, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was ordering uh, at one time there was 11 girls all between 14, 15 upwards to 18. And they said maybe 19 years old. So they're all underage pretty much. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they'd have this thing called the kissing game, you know, and they would just start doing really erotic stuff and et cetera, et cetera. I don't need to go into details, but it, needless to say, it's inappropriate, and it would be with uh, with people that they wanted to blackmail, and um, it and how they would blackmail is they would have all these tapes, and in fact, I uh, I think I'm going to present one real quick, uh, Brandon, just a, a picture of. Here we go. Am I on there? Sorry, let me uh, just um, ah show it. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I used this one. Uh, share screen. There we go. Okay. Here we go. So this was a drop before the list. Yeah. This here's, the, here's the list when it first came out. And you'll notice the date. It's uh, July 2nd, 2020. And this is the list that everyone was talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's not the full list, but you could see some names. You know, I mean, I'm just going down here. Third one down, Alan Dershowitz uh alec baldwin you know i'm working down here barack obama ben affleck um you know bill clinton uh bill murray and so you could just keep on going down and it's like you know very interesting of of this list Ghislaine maxwell of course um but there there are celebrities there are politicians and you know steven tyler over here steven spielberg stephen colbert it's interesting how vocal some of these guys are against Trump, and they seem to always be on this list too. The most vocal, uh, you got Will Ferrell, Will Smith, Woody Allen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the post right before that is a is a very interesting picture, which we still don't know everything. But it 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 was all about Epstein, and you could see that these are cameras. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you could see, but. And so they just kind of gave a glimpse of all the channels. There's 15, probably 16 channels at least in this picture, even though they don't show them all. And so I don't know if that was taken like, you know, secretly. And that's why it's not a great shot. But this will come out because everything else has come out. And so yeah, originally, didn't they say that those cameras were under the temple? Yes. That was there. The so under, the underground. Underground tunnels. Uh, where these obvious, obviously children and girls are. Yes, uh, that's exactly, uh, that's right. That conversation, it did go further into tunnels. And that's where you get the, we've had a lot of talk about tunnels, tunnels under major cities, major places, uh, and Epstein Island's uh, no different. Well, and one of the things you've talked about too, and, and we've mentioned a few times is that Q said, all of this is about revealing what has been done to children. Yeah. The, the, to protect the children. 
Um, if you remember, President Trump um, made a bunch of executive orders to go after child predators and, and child trafficking. More um, child traffickers and child trafficking rings were um, busted up and arrested during his presidency than all the presidents combined since. So yeah. um, it's very clear, you know, Q made this point. We're going after they're going after child trafficking. And even when President Trump was on air and they were questioning about Q and he's like, I don't know nothing about Q. Um, which, of course, all of us, both the white hats and the black hats, know he's not speaking the truth. Uh, he says, well, I do know one thing. They're against child trafficking, and I'm for that. And that's OK. Right. And, you know, so that's a that's a big deal. And I think that's, you know, Epstein. That's why we're spending so much time on this one particular story. You know, that's why it's been all over the news. It's not some weird uh, infatuation with this reality. It's it's the gross disgust that we have at the bottom of our stomachs. We realize that children are being, being abused. I mean, the, the I think the the information that we have in our in our nation is that like eight eighty thousand children disappear every year, and then some of them are found, but a lot of them are not. We don't really even know how many are found, and and so there is a elaborate you know um, use of a drug called um, you know children and of course adrenochrome and these other things that that are that have been focused on because there's an evil. Um, empire, an underground empire that is doing these wicked things. And of course, Sound of Freedom came out and kind of exposed some of it, didn't expose it all. Jim Caviezel and, um, you know, Mel Gibson and some of these others, you know, have have exposed it, but it's not fully come out yet. So it's almost like a soft disclosure. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think last night there was a big deal that happened last night on the Golden Globe Awards. Jim, Jim Gaffigan was asked to be the com comedian. And even after uh, they finally had to find somebody to be the, the MC, he still brought up pedophilia. He still brought up that, um, that, 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 that that's, a, that's a theme that keeps coming up. Well, watch this. This is so exciting for me. The Golden Globes. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know if that's a new category here, but I'm here to present an all new category. All right. An all new category. This is going to be the first time stand-up comedians are going to be acknowledged at a major award. All right, so that was the basic part of it I wanted to bring up. But he, he brings it up right off the bat, you know. So yeah, That is interesting. Yeah. That is, yeah, definitely interesting. And you know, um, three years ago when, um, what was the other comedian that got up there and just said Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself? And uh, Oh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, I know, I know. You're he's you're all your friends, you know. And he just called them out, and everybody was like, big. I even Tom Hanks, like, did he just say that? Oh my, you know. Yeah, so like it's this is all coming out. People are figuring it out. That is a classic footage that'll live uh, in infamy. I mean, it's it's definitely. Hey, um, you know, speaking of of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton, I know that they try to push trump into this uh you know they always like to show pictures of trump with jeffrey epstein and uh but you know here's here's trump's take on it and this was before all this and i, I just wanted to 
I couldn't find the original video. It's very hard to do a search and actually it's been taken down, but I, I had it off of someone else's uh, work, which was and we know. So let me just play what Trump says about uh, Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein here. You really think that Clinton's are involved with Jeffrey Epstein's best? I have no idea. I know he was on his plane 27 times and he said he was on the plane four times. But when they checked the plane log, Bill Clinton, who was a very good friend of Epstein, he was on the plane about 27 or 28 times. So why did he say four times? And then the question you have to ask is, did Bill Clinton go to the island? Because Epstein had an island that was not a good place as I understand it, and I was never there. So you have to ask, did Bill Clinton go to the island? That's the question. If you find that out, you're going to know a lot. Thank you very much. So it's very interesting because he brings he points that out. Now, if if there was even a remote chance that uh, that Donald Trump was on that island, he would never have brought that up. He would never, ever yeah. bring that up because he, he's basically saying and, and I know you could say all oh, projection and stuff, but you just people don't talk about it. They don't bring it up. And he had talked about Bill Clinton. That's not the clip. There was another clip where he was in a uh, being interviewed and there was an audience and stuff. And they said thoughts on Bill Clinton. And he goes, well, I think he's going to have a lot of hard times ahead because mm -hmm. uh, his connection to uh, this island. And uh, and he just kind of alluded to it. And that was really early on, very early on. I don't even know if he was – was he president at the time? I, I, I can't even remember. Is that far back? But And so and what did come out of the court case, these cases, is that um, – um, Donald Trump was not on those islands and he did not go on that. And so that was, that was a good thing that uh, came out, um, you know, to clear his name once and for all. Uh, he did take a plane ride. Um, you know, I think it was from what Florida to North Carolina. Yeah. West Palm beach to. Yeah. And now if you live just down the street from another millionaire, multimillionaire, you know, you're going to cross paths. There's going to be pictures of you and, and other people in your class that live in the same neighborhood, right? You may go to the same parties. So it's, he's not visited his place. He's visiting parties that happen to be both guests, uh, attending things like that. So, yeah. And I want to point out this, there's this interview here with Megan Kelly, uh, with, uh, Julian Assange, this was many years ago. And she asks him, you know, how come you haven't revealed dirt on Trump on WikiLeaks. You had all these, you know, major drops of all this information. And he said, well, I can't release information that doesn't, that we don't have information on. So in other words, wow. there is no, there is no information. There is no dirt on Trump in these areas. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have time to hold, share the whole one. I didn't scrub through it, but go back and look at this on the, talking about the murder of Seth Rich and uh and the murder occurred on july 10th 2016 she's asking him these questions about who his source is his confidential source it's come out now i think that trump or that um julian assange has actually admitted that his source was seth rich who was later murdered um on the streets of dc after late night after a party or something he was leaving something and was killed and nobody took his wallet or his watch or anything just a shot in the back so um, he was obviously assassinated because it, mm -hmm probably because he released all of that um, corrupt information about the DNC. Yeah. But we wouldn't have known about any of that if it wasn't for Julian Assange. So these truth tellers are um, suffering very, very huge um, problems. 
in their lives because they were willing to speak the truth, even if, 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 it, if they became targets. And of course, Seth, Seth Rich became an ultimate target. He was killed. And Julia Assange, they're trying to get a hold of him and kill him. Um, so that's the, this is where a lot of this information came from. You know, mm -hmm. the Q drops and then Julian Assange confirmed a lot of it. And then, of course, Donald Trump. They say Donald Trump was on the uh, went to the island, but there's no evidence of that. And there's a ton of evidence of everybody else. So and there's evidence uh, or statements, uh, sworn statements opposite of that, that, you know, that nobody knows of him ever going. And Donald Trump himself said he didn't, which may not mean anything if you're saying it about yourself. But yeah, totally. But they would have believe me, they would have found it if there was any inkling, if they could find mm -hmm. something like that, you know, in a heartbeat. Uh, I mean, if you try to impeach him a bunch of times and you try to, you know, secret witnesses that he tried to do a cute coup, you know, all that stuff, that would have been a really easy one. That would just be like, hey, look, you know how bad he is, uh, Jeffrey Epstein? And look, he went to his place, you know, where all this stuff supposedly happened. Ron, do you know what the source of the list is? Is it like a little black book or is it something off of a computer? I, I didn't catch that. I believe it's off of a computer because this was a high tech situation. There was a camera in every room. That's what that island was made for. Apparently, it it, it it's to bring in people and to blackmail them. And it's so, the honeypot scheme. It's the honeypot. It's like I mean, they'll make a movie out of it someday, you know. And it's just how you do it. So they have their documentation, and they would have computers that have all this stuff, backups, you know, everything own power source i mean they've got they've got it and you know that list is out there i mean heck we we saw the list over two years ago you know uh partial partial list at least mm -hmm. but um so yeah I, I i don't know um there was another thing that came out this week uh you cover this one and i'll get the other one prepared okay well i was going to show you some of the footage this is the actual fbi raid of the island and uh, you'll see that there's a video footage of it um, and then there's also um, video aerial footage of the FBI in the buildings collecting uh, data, and there they've got all the all the the um, videos and all of the, the information. And, and this this one doesn't show it, but they actually show an aerial footage of those people up there um, collecting the footage, like this aerial shots like this. And the FBI is actually covering the windows because they're actually in there raiding it. Um, and then, of course, this is what years ago, four, four or five years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. And, we, you know, and the names of all of these people haven't come out till now. Like we're talking. Right. Five so years they later. know what's what's on the whatever they found. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really interesting is, is uh, last week, uh, if you looked at Twitter or X, um, what was trending was all, you know, it was all Jeffrey Epstein, client lists, logs, Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, all this stuff. And so there was a lot of interest generated. Uh, I think that for a lot of people, it was perhaps the first time they had heard that he was on the list. Um, here's a couple, oh, Bill Clinton's on this list, but uh, this one right here, the court documents, um, alleged sex tapes taken of Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and Sir Richard Branson uh, by Jeffrey Epstein. And basically the the witness that was was blowing the whistle um, is a lady named Sarah. Where is her name there? Sarah Ransom. What a name, Ransom. Um, you know, and so she she was one of the victims and she's in this court case. Uh, in fact, this is what she looks like today. 
Um, and so she claims, and we don't know for sure, but she claims that she has uh, tapes of all these people. Um, so I think there was a magazine that said, oh, she admitted she didn't. She just wanted to do that to save herself. Uh, you know, like, hey, I got the tapes. If you kill me, you know, they'll be released or something. Well, I think but she did admit that she was part of some of the filming. Uh, yeah. On that. It's funny because Ransom is a character in Pilgrim's Progress, isn't it? It's uh, like a hero. Uh, it's interesting that she had the courage to come out. That's amazing. I think one of the things you could you could say about um, why is why are we spending some time on on this is that what we have uh, been aware of as people who have done a lot of research for years and probably many of our listeners uh, and that these things on Epstein Island that they're alluding to they're not just conspiracy and I was at. Um, at a pizza parlor with family members. It was a big family reunion and they had, it was like a sports pizza parlor and they had all these screens up and on every screen, this was um, Friday night, what was Epstein's picture. So they were showing new, the news, the mainstream media was showing um, Epstein. And I thought, oh my goodness. I mean, it was a family restaurant talking about the perverted things and the the uh, pedophilia was now that commonplace word on the news and the apparent ones that were caught up in it. And so I, it was a wake up time for me that this is important because that which you don't just want to talk to the choir. There are some people who are actually seen for the first time because the media has kept it in such a blackout uh, or it's been labeled conspiracy. Now it's finally shifting over from conspiracy to truth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, it just shows how much progress is being made in the truth community that what was once considered conspiracy is now showing to be true. Um, you know, how this affects us is, you know, it's not that we're interested in the, the sex lives of the rich and the famous or something like that. There is an effect that affects us. And that effect is when you're compromised as a politician, you begin to do things that are maybe do not represent the people, uh, things that are, uh, you know, bad for the people. And so uh, this was an operation. Uh, what Mossad, I think uh, Ghislaine was, uh, her father was uh, what, a spy. Uh, Israeli Mossad spy. Yeah. I mean, I, so, watched, I watched this entire expose on Ghislaine Maxwell like three years ago and it just showed and all the stuff she, she flew, she flew a helicopter. She, yeah. she was a, uh, a, an operator of a submarine. Her father was, a you know, involved with the Mossad. He, he changed his name to Maxwell. So he sounded more English, but he was actually, he's actually Israeli or um, is you know, Jewish from some background in in Europe, either from the Khazarians or the Ashkenazi. And so he came over. He changed his name. He became a media mogul. Her, and 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 he's he was you know part of the Mossad, which is you know uh, there's good parts of the Mossad and bad parts of the Mossad, just like there's good parts of the CIA and bad parts of the CIA, good parts of the FBI and bad parts of the FBI. But what we're seeing here is what I believe is what JFK was talking about before he was killed is this um this industrial complex you know the 
the military industrial complex, a, a global plan to control the world through secret services and the five eyes and these, you know, un, unelected, um, unaccountable secret services that have been weaponized against the people so that they're controlling the world rather than um, letting governments who, who are elected by the people control, you know, and, and bring about what they want. So, yeah. That's why it is so important on a personal note to really, well, dedicate yourself to something higher, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you are motivated by someone above, like, hey, I would not want to displease the Lord. You know, God's word says that this is wrong and this is right. You begin to be free. When you follow your flesh and follow your desires, whether they're good or bad, if you follow the bad ones, you compromise yourself. They create pain for others. They break marriages. They break up families. And a lot of these people, they may have had one too many, let their guard down because they they were their guard was down on drugs or, or excessive alcohol, and and it didn't really uh, ring a bell that hey something could be off here with all these young girls, you know. And it was very uh, pleasing to the eye. And next thing you know, they're in over their heads, completely compromised, and they're like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to lose my family? Am I going to lose? Is my wife going to leave me? My kids will completely disown me. Uh, will I lose credibility in my office because people will know that I just follow my worldly desires and I have no moral stance, no uh, deep constitution for what is right? And so all of a sudden they're like, I'll do anything to hide that. I'll recruit others. I will drag others in. They'll say, invite your friends. And a lot of people were invited by others. And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, how come everybody likes to go to Epstein's Island? Well, I was invited by so-and-so. And so what happens is this people that do not have this strong, dedicated character. Now, it, it, it's something that takes work. And by being in God's word all the time and allowing his Holy Spirit to convict you and to warn you and say, don't go there, don't do that. You know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, the religious people are fuddy-duddies or, you know, they're uptight. They don't do this or that. Well, it's a slippery slope. God's saying, don't even start on that slope because once you take a couple steps, you're already sliding hard. And so I think it's a lesson. And that's why I think um, our founding for forefathers of this country said that, you know, we should have a belief in Jesus Christ before we consider even running for government, you know. Um, and, and the reason why is because you have a deep conviction, conviction of what's right and wrong. Yeah. Cause if you don't fear men and you don't fear God, you'll, you'll, you, you won't follow ethics, morality or anything. If you don't fear, fear, any, you know, where we hope, you know, if, if the government gets to a place where it doesn't even fear the people, you know, that's, that's what we're dealing with is that they're not accountable to the people and they're not accountable to God. Well, that's when you have corruption happen. And anytime there's darkness, anytime there's darkness and unaccountability for too long a period of time with no check, no internal check in your spirit, um, it's going to produce, you know, wickedness and corruption. And that's really what the, 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 you know, the job of the Holy Spirit is to do is to bring about con personal conviction where you make decisions on your own, not because of laws or rules or regulations, but because of the Holy Spirit's challenging you. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Great, great points. That's good. And I, I want to remind us, too, that we're not just talking about someone has an affair and they get caught. We're talking about pedophilia and now trying to normalize it. So you see the other agendas that yeah. are coming in by those who are stuck in it. In California, we have quite a few laws being manipulated right now, trying to keep pedophilia from being a... Um, 
a felony even. Mm -hmm. And you begin to see it in the movies coming out that uh, this whole grooming, America is being groomed because these um, people know that they're exposed and they want us to think, oh, you know, it's not so bad. They just have a crush on a, a young girl or a young boy. And and it is evil beyond evil uh, because they are exploiting children and they are, they're uh, trafficking children and they're trying to normalize all of this. And the, uh, when those children are no longer exploited sexually, they don't, most of them don't get turned loose into the public to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. yeah. They end up as a victim, whether it's organ harvesting or uh, ritual abuse, sacrifices, or being used for human hunts, or being sold in labor. It, they, this is not a little innocent thing. It is an insidious evil. But the people in Hollywood and the people in our government that are participating, they just want it to be normalized and go, they lie about it. And, and they're hoping that their lie will never be questioned. And that's part of us we need to, to confront um, the, the lies and say, look, first of all, it's not OK. And second of all, you're a liar and you are you're a deceiver and your your life is corrupt. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, too. It's not like someone fell into temptation. This is like the actively pursuing wickedness, evil. You know, the, there's a difference between someone who falls into temptation and gives in versus someone who is literally recruiting children and then yes. committing child rape is what we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, oh, they like them. They're raping children. Uh, in this, they're destroying their innocence and like all the things you said about them, uh, you know, that, that that this this highly sophisticated child trafficking has been going on. It's one of the things that the movie Sound of Freedom talks about. It's the most fastest growing um, financially profitable uh, mafia cartel in the in the world is the selling of children over and over again because you can only sell drugs once but you can sell children over and over and over again multiple days and that's one of the things that tim ballard's organization and and uh the sound of freedom talk about so that's a, it's a big deal and that's why we're really against it and it's not just a, a one time you know someone screws up this is like a active lifestyle of pure evil and, you know and some of the stuff that's come out about hillary clinton's i'm gonna you know wikileaks things where she's talking about sacrificing a chicken in her backyard to Molech. I mean, these are actually her email, her emails and you know, chicken is often referred to as a child in, in the, in the, in the language of the FBI. So yeah. there, you know, who knows if she's a chicken or she really said, I mean, there's, it's good. It's a deep, deep rabbit hole that we're talking Frazzle drip, you yeah. know, that comes to mind. There's a lot of talk about frazzle drip and I won't even go there. It's yeah. the most disgusting thing I've heard, but you know, her and Abbott, uh, what is it? Habahud? Now I'm blanking. Habahubadin. Yeah. You know, Muslim Brotherhood. But yes. Um, you know, what are some of the distractions, though, that are happening right now? So we kind of know what's happening with this list, that it's it's making its way and people are hearing for the very first time, like on all the big screens at the, uh, you know, at the sports bar that uh, Chris was at. So people are hearing. But what what are some of the other things in competition with that main story? You know, we, I, I know that we had the uh, well, even today, you know, they talked about the uh, the farmers in in Germany, mm -hmm. um, although I guess maybe that's not uh, covered quite as much as it should be. But it is covered. Um, it's the largest 
uh, to date in uh, protests they have in Germany. You know, they they basically shut the country down by putting all the farm equipment on the roads, and they are working against the global agenda. In fact, I actually have, uh, yeah, I just got a little one minute clip. Uh, you got something there? Oh yeah, I was just going to show the the massive amounts. Of, you know the. German farmers having gathered for the largest protest in history mm -hmm. against their government and the World Economic Forum um, are blocking off the streets. And you have these massive videos of protests, aerial shots. This looks like this shot is up on the arm of one of their um, tractors. I mean, people gathering all over in Germany to protest what um, the government is doing. Yeah, and you know, as far as you can see, looks like a Trump parade. Yeah, yeah. looks like looks like the uh, truckers from Canada. Or the, the guys from uh, was it uh, Denmark? Ottawa, yeah, that's it. Does yeah. So the word's getting out, you know, it's getting out. Well, it's, it's yeah, it, but it's know, not it, through our mainstream media, is it? No, <laughs> no. But you know, because it's not through the mainstream media, it's only showing. It's only building more because of that. They're like, yes, we've been told that the mainstream media is bought out and. And there's an example of it right here. They didn't cover all that wow. we were involved in. Come on. Yeah. Audubon. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's they're 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 at their end. The global elites. Once you have this many people uh, wising up, and it just gets bigger and bigger. Well, so you know, in Germany drive fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's ironic though about this is that the the World Economic Forum. Is is weaponizing the Green New Deal yeah. to shut down farming? Like it doesn't even make sense. People that are agricultural, agrarian, people that are using the land for what it's intended for by God to produce fruit, to produce food for people, they're saying we have to shut this down because of the carbon footprint of diesel fuel or of the use of nitrates, and it's complete madness. Like the science is complete. And, and this is the problem is that when you, you want to control a nation, you get into its schools and you indoctrinate its children. And that's actually what's been going on for years and years and years is that our universities have been teaching this pseudoscience, you know, end of the world by, by, you know, uh, climate change. And it's changed 30 times what they call it. First, it was global warming. Then it was global cooling. Then it was climate change. And they, because none of the predictions ever came true, it's just yep. a bunch of hysteria to usher in global control. Yeah. And, and what better way to control these polar bears on, they're all animated icebergs. And you, you go, we're, our polar caps are, are going to be gone by 2010. Well, uh, there's, there's some very, wealthy gore family members as a result of um and other elites that somebody's making a lot of money off of this and then the whole idea of reducing population the eugenics and the starvation and getting people into a control um and i'll tell you i those those german farmers as well as the european farmers uh i hope our farmers will rise up too just like that they are uh, Germans are strong-willed people. So when and the, they are the uh, a lot of the the Germans came to our Middle America originally and settled there. Um, as so, we have a lot of German blood in uh, the heartland of America, and they worked hard clearing the land uh, as and as new Americans. And so, I have a lot of faith that uh, Germany is going to make a quick shift away from the globalists.
Yeah. Yep, me too. I, I believe I, so. Know, I, I, and I, I, it's, people are waking up to it. That's what's going on. I love this. Um, this one right here. It's pretty good. 1948, when Al Gore was born, the earth had 130,000 glaciers. Today, just 73 years later, only 130,000 glaciers remain. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, you know, isn't that the truth? I mean, you look at it. I, I've seen some documentaries on it. Yeah. You Man, know. He isn't a millionaire. He's a billion. Yeah. B, multiple times over. You follow the money. And uh, he's not shedding a tear over any problem with the earth. And it's costing many nations um, a lot of money. Third world nations are, are trying to meet the standards that are unreasonable. Yep. Well, well you know, the- part of uh, controlling a people is controlling the food supply. People mm-hmm. will do anything for food. I mean, they will do anything for food. We've seen that. We even saw that, you know, with... Uh, concentration camps and, and various camps, you know, do this and we'll give you a piece of, you know, piece of meat or something. And so people will do anything. So if you can control the food supply and ha- what better way to do that than to shut down the independent farmers and have a, uh, you know, a nationwide ownership of the food. And then you can start to say, we won't give you the food until you do this or comply with this. Um, and so a lot of power there. Yeah. Very scary. Yep. Here's the last one before we move on to a different subject. My friend's eight-year-old said, if carbon dioxide is bad, why don't we plant more trees? Because that's what they give off. And he says, because Al Gore can't make money doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's right. The grifters. But, yeah, definitely. Well, that's one way to reduce the population as well, right? Starvation, planned mm-hmm. famines, planned shortages. What's another way? I think we uh, were talking about all the uh, sicknesses going around i think there was a kaiser nurse whistleblower Uh, big deal yeah uh kaiser nurse was interviewed um and she basically said um the news media was saying that our our hospitals were full here in the bay area and they were absolutely not full Uh, they were going on and on and on about us being overrun we were absolutely not overrun we didn't have anybody in, barely anybody in and the people that we did have come in and that died or who had covid didn't die of covid they died of the draconian um, procedures that we were d- demanded to wow. enact over them, um, remdesivir, and which mm-hmm. kills your organs. And she basically came out and said, she whistle blew it at all. It, it's crazy that it took, you know, some people four or five years to finally whistle blow this, but um, because there was so much fear that they would be, you know, lose their jobs. But I, you know, there was an interview wow. that was just done on Tucker. Um, Tucker Carlson did an interview, I think number 60 or 61, it was number 60, where he interviewed, um, uh, why, uh, what's his name? Weinstein. Yeah. And basically this is a virologist, one of the most important virologists of our day. And he basically said that there, the farm, that pharma is, is in itself a a corrupt system because they have to be able to accentuate drugs that they know aren't completely safe and decentralize, you know, push down drugs that, that, that might actually also help so that they can make money off the drug they're pushing. And it's, you know, he basically said it's a completely horrible um, system and that, you know, it's like he calls it Goliath, you know, um, that Mm -hmm. these guys are like a Goliath to trying to stop them is it it takes a ton of energy. But basically he's saying, you know, it's going to take enough people to stand up and and speak out uh, to shift. You know, there's more of us than there are of them for sure. But, you know, so he's calling to the patriots to speak out. 
And finally, we're getting this nurse, you know, this uh, ER nurse coming out and saying this, which it's interesting because I don't know if you, how were you guys were? I'm pretty sure we were similar. I was seeing video after video after video of ERs and, and parking lots empty, empty, empty. Mm-hmm. I, I had friends sending me, go, look at this. Here's, here, here's all these empty, all in the same day, all within the same week. And they're saying there's, they're flooded and they're showing photos from Italy of an, of an ER of a different time of year. You know, people and, and they're like mm-hmm. and they're utilizing this B-roll and creating this hysteria based on untruth. And I kept posting that on Facebook and other places. And I kept getting censored because I was yeah. not following the initial the, the official narrative. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm just a guy right. looking at these videos that the people have taken and showing them. And you're censoring me because I'm telling people that the, 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 the ERs are not full of people dying. And wow. um, we were shut down. We were shut up. Yeah, I remember when uh, COVID first came out and they had those pictures in New York City of the freezer trucks outside the hospitals like they were dying yeah. like flies. So they had to put them in freezer, people in freezer trucks so they wouldn't decompose in the hallways. I mean, we have got to realize they're playing. They haven't even created a new storyline, but this, uh, this winter. So the, the friend that, um, you're referring to branch was, uh, someone in Florida that was told that in California, they called it, um, a, a outbreak of California. And if you go on social media, even X right now, and you put in, uh, outbreak in California, what you'll see is they're calling it, this is the triple um, cocktail of flu, COVID, and RSV. And they're using children trying to frighten parents saying, if you don't get um, this triple vaccine, uh, it could be very harmful for your uh, your children. And, and so the predictive programming keeps playing. And uh, then they were saying that because of of these outbreaks in California, the wastewater is high, filled with this COVID virus. I I don't know how how that works. RSV and flu, like viral shredding, or I guess you pee it out or poop it out or something. I I don't really get how it all works. But, and then, so they said to the pregnant women, if you love your families, you need to get a triple shot. And we know how harmful those uh, the COVID vaccines for our against um, the the uh, spike protein causes hemorrhagic events and clotting. Um, I mean, that, those are two opposite things, but they're um, there. It, it is uh, insidious, insidious advice to for prenatal care. They're recommending it right now. And they did say that our hospitals are overflowing. And I have a friend right now who just, she has a friend in a long-term care facility and they went in and she has a big, um, big sign on her door that says COVID patient because she tested positive. She has no symptoms at all. So everyone's required to wear a gown and all these, uh, the mask and the, the whole, uh, I, I, uh, where because she tested positive and they wanted to put her immediately on remdesivir. This is this week. And she doesn't have any symptoms. And thankfully she was smart enough to go, I don't think so. I know what's in that stuff. Yeah. It's stay interesting. Away from, stay away from uh, hospitals in California, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I it's interesting. I got a text from uh, a childhood friend of mine who, who lives out in Florida, and he says, uh, I'll read it to you, the text. Uh, it was from Saturday. He said, uh, Ron, be sure to stay away from California hospitals right now. They have a respiratory disease outbreak that's up one third year over year. Apparently, those coming across the southern border are bringing TB, tuberculosis, pneumonia, and RSV novel variations with them. My wife had a class presentation at Tampa General in the OR department about the respiratory disease outbreak in California. It's expected to spread nationwide. It is usually contracted or con yeah, contracted in hospitals. It's so very interesting. So there is a hospital, at least in, in Florida, that's saying, hey, there's an outbreak in California, and it's due to the southern border, A lot, of, which makes sense. You have a lot of people from other countries mm -hmm. coming in that may not be healthy, and they're not screened at all. I mean, they're just flowing in, and, and our government is not doing anything about that. That's another, uh, mm -hmm. you know. It's, I, I don't know if it's a distraction or something that actually should be the forefront, probably more of the forefront, uh, yes. how it's affecting this country. I mean, the, the great replacement, you know, they want to replace mm -hmm. the voting block because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get a bunch of free stuff, come to America and just vote this way. And what's interesting, too, is uh, I saw on the news this week where somebody had gotten a, a form to register and they had Democrat, they had libertarian and independent and on the back side it says if you want to vote if you want to sign up republican you have to go online to register so very interesting how they have these easy forms to fill out and they have all the parties but they don't have the republican party they say oh you have to and that was mailed to this person's house and they so i thought that was very interesting what's going on they're trying to replace the voting block because there's no one else. I mean, yeah. people that are already here in this country, they want to, uh, they want to save it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think people are waking up to their, uh, there was a, a Rasmussen report that said 57% of U.S. voters that they polled, and this is a bipartisan poll, said that they believe that the mass immigration to the U.S. is a part of a political agenda to replace the existing American population. I, that should send chills down your spine. And that is what you were referring to the great replacement. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we have a huge security problem at the border and it's not being addressed. It, um, there, there were, in the news, um, Texas is being sued for arresting illegal aliens um, and monitoring them. And so the the federal government is suing them. The Department uh, the of Homeland Security is suing Texas, and so they're they're um, the government, the local governments are trying to to keep the security problem under control, and the feds are uh, interfering with it. So wow. it, it really is. Um, it's very insidious what's going on right now. I know Trump truthed out. He was talking about the next 10 months. And, and remember, in 10 months, we have a major election. In fact, in eight days, the, the Iowa caucuses start. Yeah. Uh, and in two months, we have uh, Super Tuesday, um, which uh, so these dates are coming. And he retruthed. He said, you know, a lot can happen in 10 months. Mm -hmm. uh, and he started talking about he said in 45 days, Iran will will have. He didn't say could have, will have 
a nuclear weapon. And a lot can happen. And then he, he spoke a little bit about the possibility of World War III. He said in 10 months, this country could be a completely different country. And so um, I think a lot of what the distractions and maybe even Epstein Island is a little bit of a distraction from something that might be more important like these open borders. I know um, the, the, there just are a lot of things that are getting missed in the yeah, news. I think that you're right, Chris. And I think one of the things that you, you're pointing out that a lot of the majority of these voters think it's an attempt to replace the voter votership of America with um, with people who will vote, you know, Democrat or whatever. I, and I think that's actually part of it. But I think it's even more than that. I think it's more insidious than that one. I think it's actually a cover for allowing um, sleeper cells, um, terrorist sleeper cells to enter our country. This is what a lot of people think. You know, these are a lot of these people that are coming through um, like 90 percent of them are not families. They're military age males. Yeah. Um, so what, you know, and then if you have no place to work, you can't get a job. Uh, well, you're going to do anything for money and food, right? When you get here. So it, it, you can easily be persuaded or manipulated. And we know um, that during the 2020 election, when um, 10,000 or 2000 mules showed videotape of people who were going to NGOs getting paid to take ballots to the ballot boxes and drop them off that if we traced it back that these a lot of these people were compromised they were people that lived on the streets people who are in desperate need of money and they were easily manipulated by by finances and in their, in their dire situations to go and, and say well you know just take these oh yeah these are these are good ballots there's you know there here's 400 of them but you can't take them to one box you got to take them to 10 different boxes and drop off you know 40 and in, in 10 box you know and that's how you know you have to drop them off so Imagine what you can do with 10 million immigrants who don't have a green card, that don't have a way to provide for themselves. They're at you know, the bottom of the barrel financially, and they're going to do whatever they can to survive. You've got a whole bunch of people that you can empower to do do, do wicked, wicked things. And, and then do, they can't even prosecute because they're not even citizens, right? So this is that I believe is one of the things. And then I, this just happened today. This is breaking news probably six hours ago. Um, there was a hotel in Texas that just had a massive explosion in it. And, you know, right now the, the, the notes say, we don't know what it's from, but of course, the first thing we think of is, you know, who would, who would blow up a, a hotel like this, you know? Well, they um, have you know, a suspect on your, on the, on there. It says the su suspect scroll back up and you'll, you'll see his name. 24 year old. Migrant yeah, Sahi Omar. Yep. Yeah. He's not from Mexico. No, that's not New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. He's not helping in the fields with the farming. But even that could be uh, starting race propaganda. wars. That's they could, true. You could just say this propaganda. Let's get a Middle Eastern person. Or it could be legit. I mean, he's definitely motivated, especially, you know, the whole thing with Israel and, you know, the – you know, the, the Muslims are saying, hey, we're going to do a worldwide jihad, you know, and mm -hmm. Iran has made these threats. So, yeah, it is. It's possible it could be real or it could be, hey, we need to get a false flag going and get mm -hmm. people riled up in this country. So they hate anybody of Middle Eastern yes. origin. And then, boom, we're ready to go to war. And so yeah. who knows? And so that's the that's the tough thing. Is this a distraction or is this the real thing or is this a manipulation? So. Got to really look into these things. That's yeah, what we that, do. Okay, so that right there is is discernment, Ron. 
That's what we're asking Christians and people, well, you know, minded people to do realize they want us divided. They want us to hate. They want us to fear or they want us to be apathetic. And we can't do any of those things. We have to be discerning and saying, you know, we're not going to jump to conclusions. We're not going to say, oh, yes, let's go kill all those Muslims. Like, no, that's that's not the point. The point is, is not allowing ourselves to be hijacked by right. government. And by, I mean, this is the problem is that, you know, they want to hijack us based on race, based on religion, based on sex. They want to hijack and motivate people to do what they would otherwise not do um, so that they can actually accomplish their means. And chaos is how governments seize power mm -hmm. or use emergency powers to not relinquish power. And that's, that's what right. I'm concerned about yeah. in the next 11 months. If they can't oh, get yeah. Trump, Donald Trump out of office, you know, they can't get him off the ballot and they can't seem to get to him because the secret service is protecting him. What they can do is, well, we're just not going to have an election because we're in the middle of a war with Iran or there's bl things blowing up in our country. Yeah, that, That's what I'm concerned about. And then there's last one. And I haven't even mentioned this one. If you bring in 10 million more mouths to feed and you're also shutting down the food distribution, mm -hmm. now you're creating chaos because there's not enough people to you know enough food to feed everybody yeah. now uh, i think we're still pretty far away from that in america thank praise god but that is part i think it's a three-pronged attack you know, a voting system voting fraud you know uh, yeah. terrorist and food sources there's multiple reasons why the global g the globalists would utilize this influx of immigrants to destroy america and i believe it's coming from guys like soros and these other um and and you know, and then the politicians are bought off by Epstein and all those, and they're all, so they're all pointing fingers at everybody else. Why well, I'm not letting them in the border? Well, this person, and, and then they're blaming it on the federal government, right? Which is clear because the federal government's suing states if they try to like stop it, and then they're going to end up probably eliminating Biden and we just make him the fall guy, you know, and that and and you know get rid of him. So yeah, that that's a that's obviously a very elaborate scenario, mm -hmm. um, with three possible theories, but. You can't count it out. I'm not saying that those things are happening, but you do need to look at what is the play right. here? What are the black hats probably doing here? And this is what I think is going on. Now, if you don't get rid of the food supply, what you can also do is have the currency collapse. And there's a lot of talk about that, that hey, yeah. the currency, we're yeah, past the point of return. And now if you can't buy the food, those that didn't have a savings or had assets to barter with or anything, they're going to be going out saying, I'm hungry and I, I want your food. Uh, and so yeah. you'll see that. And you see a breakdown of stores being looted and then they're empty. And the then lawlessness. Lawlessness. Yeah. Yeah. So it could, it, could, it could go in that direction as well. I don't mean to sound doom and gloom, but these are things that you should mentally have in the back of your mind as a possibility. Right. Don't be naive. This is, you know, this country's not in, in, immortal or uh, unbreakable. You know, if you have enough ungodliness and it's not being challenged uh, like it should have been, um, it progresses and lawlessness starts to take over the land. So this is why it's so important to be active, as you had said in the beginning of the show. We need mm -hmm. to we need to change. I mean, we need to have somebody in the leadership position of this country that says, hey, we don't want uh, open borders. We don't want the whole world to come in and emptying out their sane asylums and their jails and everything that's mm -hmm. bad. We don't want to take that in, you know, and we don't want to 
to, to shut down uh, big business because we want to save on gas. We want yeah. everything to be solar or wind power. And, and even though it's unsustainable, you know, and so uh, that's why the voting box is going to be very important this yeah. uh, this year. It's a it's a zero a zero sum game. It's all or nothing. This is it. This is the year. I would say it's the most important election in the history of our country. You know, we heard that at 2016, but in 2020. But I think literally, this is it. The 2024. I just can't see how it can go yeah. beyond that. So at the rate we're going downhill, you know, with the 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 crazy things that uh, the Biden administration and stuff. I mean, something's got to change. Otherwise game over so mm -hmm. is there anything else as we are kind of moving towards the end of our show yeah i think as as we close up there there are a lot of um there are a lot of emotions that can go out and we do want to have hope so don't stay in vexation we already mm -hmm. gave some good good ideas of course you start with prayer and you check your own heart and you go you know i my security isn't in um, in the, the necessarily, even in the tangible, we do have a God who comes through. He's a miracle, uh, making and, uh, God, he does, he can, uh, he can duplicate bread and he can create good situations out of bad situations. But we also are people that are very ingenious and those things that divide, I think, uh, our attitude towards others are really important. So just determine I am, it's not going to be me against them, whoever they are, because that is one of the biggest strategies. And, and just know that there are people who are fighting on things. You go, well, look, the, the voting didn't work last time, but I just want to remind people that the election fraud checklist, um, people know that dead voters have, uh, indeed, they have proved, they have voted that corrupt tabulators and software have been used and that the Dominion executive, um, that they, he was part of Biden's team, that there's problems with the machines, that, that the observers that were illegally removed, there are just so many things that were confirmed, have been confirmed, that fake signatures were accepted. And we have been through that and there are processes that are being done. And so uh, we want to support things like Election Integrity Project and those. We want to go watch the polls. We want to gather evidence. We want to see if we see something, say something and uh, document it. So we are um, the system changers right now. Yep. I, I agree. I think that, and, and I, I mentioned this a lot and, you know, these, these two passages in scripture, and I think, you know, you guys agree, um, you know, one, you know, when Caleb and Joshua were told to go take the promised land, you know, the 10 tribes, the 12 tribes went in and 10 tribes came back with, Oh no, the giants are so big. We can't win them. We can't beat them. And, and they were looking at it through, through a physical worldly view and not through a godly view. And Joshua and Caleb were like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, they're giants in the land, but our God is so much bigger than these giants. We need to go in and take the land. Surely we could take it. And, you know, that yeah. says they wanted to stone them because they were making these claims. You know, they were so scared, you know, so fear is not fear is not what we go into. But we don't pretend like there are no giants. We are definitely dealing with giants in the land. That's what the show is dedicated to. And then, and then another one, another story in Elijah, like you, you mentioned, Chris, you know. 
Elijah was fighting Jezebel and he called down fire from heaven by prayer and it consumed and destroyed the prophets of, of Baal. I mean, killed them from fire from heaven came on earth and killed the evil prophets of Baal. And then, you know, um, Elijah was running for his life because he, Jerob, uh, cause he heard Jezebel wanted to kill him. So he went from being, being totally victorious and overthrowing the prophets of Baal by the power of God from fire from heaven to being a scared little person running from Jezebel, you know, and then what happened is God said, you know what, take a nap, Jeremy, you know, um, Elijah, take a nap. And then God sent a crow with um, bread and steak to feed him because he was hungry and he was tired. So, you know, we, we serve a powerful God. He's going to do ex exploits and wonders. Yeah. And then when we're at our weakest moment, he's going to sustain us with his, with, with food and steak from a Raven, you know, things like this are, I expect God to do in the days to come. We expect miracles. We plan for the worst. Right. We, we plan and prepare. We pay attention. We, we search out the land. We look and see there are giants in the land. But we also recognize that our God is bigger and he will sustain us through this battle that are on the way. And I'm and I you know I'm looking at 2024 and I'm going, man, it is a crazy one coming. Like it, it's, not, it's not a woohoo, excited for 2024. It's more like a, okay, buckle down, prepare for the battle ahead because it's going to be crazy. But we know our God wins. We know... That if we trust in the Lord and we wait on him, he will renew our strength. We will mount up on wings as eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. And we are part of an army, a digital army, the Bible talks about. I didn't hear that Bible, but Daniel Flynn talks about that. The digital army who's fighting against this, this fifth generation warfare. So that's what we're about on Wake the Bear Radio. And uh, we didn't get to Vigilant Fox's top 10, but I encourage you to go check out Vigilant Fox on X. And um, he's got the top thing, 10 things you missed this week. Absolutely. We have a lot to uh, look forward to in 2024. But when it gets rough, think about it. It's the Lord. That's how he always works. He always comes at the end. Amen. And it's our end now. God bless.